Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. We're your hosts, John Steiner and Sinclair Fleetwood. We're experienced psychedelic guides, retreat facilitators, and keepers of the sacred fire on a mission to help you transform your mystical medicine experiences into a sustainable way of life. Did you connect with a vision for your life through your work with plant medicines but have no idea how to make it happen? Are you struggling to maintain your spiritual connection, find your community, and be fully yourself? If you want to be unapologetically authentic, connect to your purpose, and live the life you know is possible, well then this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, I'm Sinclair Fleetwood. Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today, where we are going to get into a little bit of a taboo subject. It feels a little taboo, a little like fight club, like the first rule of money is you don't talk about money. Money is a scary, scarce, uncomfortable subject. It's kind of like death. It's inevitable. It's something that we all will experience. And there's sort of a taboo or, you know, people don't, people get uncomfortable when you start talking about money, especially as it relates to spirituality and the work that you do with yourself. So today I want to share about money, about healing your relationship with money, about money related to spirituality and psychedelic integration, money related to plants, abundance, spiritual opulence. This is a term that came to me on my walk today and I was like, oh hell yeah, like I want to dig into that. So why is money so scary? Why does it feel stressful? I mean, okay, if you have money and you're good at making money and you um, are in a vibration with money that feels healthy, this this is probably not applying to you as much. But for a lot, a lot of people, especially a lot of spiritual people, a lot of wounded healers, a lot of people who are in spiritual service, who are walking a path of authenticity, the money component is a puzzle piece that seems to constantly be changing. You know, it determines where you live. It can it determines what kind of work you do, the kind of healthcare you get, the car you drive, the quality of life you have. And we are told that money equals happiness, that getting material things, getting a house, getting a car, the nice job, the family, the vacations and all of that will make you happy. Like all this stuff will make you happy. And the way you get the stuff is by getting money. And so this has become culturally a pursuit of gaining wealth. So the relationship that we have with money, the agreements that we make around money are handed to us and passed to us when we when we arrive here, you know, it's, it's like, okay, money is important. And in our society, you have to get a job and you have to support yourself. And so that you can make sure that you're able to get all these things so that you can then be happy. So there's a lot that that you have to start to unpack around money when you start working with plant medicine. And one of those things is this idea that of exchanging dollars for hours. So one of the first big breakthroughs that I came with with money was this idea that you have to exchange time for money. If you think about all of the like the billionaires, the people who are, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people in the world who are making a lot of money and they are not working hard. So money does not come from work. Like it really doesn't. We are told that it does, but on the higher levels of gaining financial, you know, wealth and independence beyond just living paycheck to paycheck, the real truth is that is that work and money are not actually related. It's if you if they were, and my coach says this all the time, if they were, the people at McDonald's would be millionaires because working hard does not equal making money. You can get paid well and you can work hard, but those things are not like it's not a cause and effect relationship. Money is more of a vibration. And so the first thing, like the dream is for most people finding a way to have abundant money, abundant resources, so that you can stop spending time doing things you don't like to make money. So you can be present with your family, so you can enjoy your life, so you can rest, so you can like have the money and opportunity to have freedom. And this like dream of having 
having money, but without having to work for it is like, basically retirement is this sort of carrot on the stick of like, well, if you do everything right, and you save and you follow the rules, then when you're older, you'll be able to stop working and you'll have enough money to stop working. But otherwise, you have to work forever. And like, okay, well, if you're doing something you love that doesn't feel like work, who cares if you need like, I wouldn't want to retire. I would I would never retire from doing this job. I love it. It's amazing. It's my like favorite thing. Um, and in my old job where I worked in a nonprofit and I did a lot of data management and like Salesforce databases and I don't want to have that job. Like I want to be going to the park with my friends and doing a yoga class at 10 a.m. on a Friday and like having lunch in the middle of the day for two hours and, you know, working when I feel like it. Like, so the, the dream is not necessarily like, I need to have all this money, but it's, it's the time that you want. The time, time is the most valuable resource that we have, not money. Time is more valuable than money. Time is the finite resource that we can't ever replenish. We have what we have and like, you can't really make more time unless you shift your mindset about time, which is a different podcast. But as far as the money part goes, first of all, let me say that I love money. Money is delicious. It's wonderful. It creates opportunities. I love the energy of having money. It is spiritual to have money. It is spiritual to... One of my favorite prayers about money is to ask spirit to bless people through me. Like, I want to be comfortable enough to rain abundance on everyone who comes in contact with me. Because I believe that a healthy relationship with money means that you have more ability to be in service instead of scrambling through life, trying to make ends meet, trying to support yourself. So the more money I have, the more people I can serve and inspire and the more generous I can be. And the more I can feel good about offering free workshops and summits and low cost events and things that are in service. Because honestly, I would do this work for free if I had the ability to support myself (laughs) without it. So without charging for it. So money creates opportunities and possibilities. And it feels really good to receive money for your work. It feels good to receive a fair and, you know, livable amount of money for your services. And it feels really good to, to receive that to hold space so that you can hold space for yourself and care for yourself and that you feel secure. And and it's important if you are doing service work to have a solid, strong foundation so that you can support the clients you serve. Because if you're in scarcity, how are you going to be able to hold space for other people if you are panicked about where your house payment is coming from? Everyone deserves to have a comfortable life and there's more than enough money for everyone. This idea that money is scarce and there's not enough of it is a fake bullshit lie that they have told us to make us feel fear around money and to hoard it and to, you know, have competition. And like, I used to think it was bad. I used to think that money was bad. I was angry at my father because he gave me money instead of time and love. And I like pushed money away because I was like, this isn't love. I don't want this. I want love. And I used to feel really angry at billionaires and like, and people who have a lot of money while everyone else is fighting for the crumbs. I felt like people with a lot of money had, were doing something nefarious. (laughs) Like, like it seemed like they had some kind of trick that they knew some secret that the rest of us didn't know. I thought that having money meant you're exploiting people somehow, that you're some, you know, someone is doing the work and you're like standing on their shoulders. I hated rich people. I was jealous of them. I was angry at them. I was disgusted by the waste and excess and I wanted money, but I hated people with money. Oh man. And it was, this is so hard and so common for people because we want money, but we're like, yeah, but fuck y'all with the money because y'all are not acting right with this money. And (laughs) needless to say, this is not an aligned point of view if you want to attract money. If you, why would the universe give you something that you actively are resisting and like 
complaining about and looking at like this is a curse I don't want this in my life like look at these horrible people and how they're spending their money like how dare they so I used to look around you know at the state of inequity and the state of inequality and like the I don't know for a long time I worked in nonprofit and I thought it was immoral and unjust to have money while so many people are struggling to pay for just existing And over time working with medicine, I started to understand that me being in poverty and me being in scarcity and me being in lack makes about, and that, and that helping makes about as much sense as saying like, you shouldn't eat food because there are people starving on earth. The real truth is it made me feel superior to be spiritual and struggling. It made me feel good to be like, oh, hmm, I'm better than you because I'm so enlightened and money is evil and I'll just be over here with nothing and you, I'll be judging you. Like if you're really spiritual, you will suffer while you work or make art or offer your services for no money and die broke like Jesus, right? Like it was a block that I had. It was a scary, a place of fear where I did not believe that I deserved money. So there's a a very common, almost universal belief in our society around service work and money. And when I worked in nonprofit is where I first experienced this, but I have since seen it in the medicine community in really everywhere where there are people who are supposed to be quote unquote good, the healers, the helpers, the people in service, the people on the ground doing the work. I mean, look at, it's everywhere. It's in, you know, our teachers, our law enforcement, firefighters, like civil service people. These are not high, high paying jobs. And when I I worked to the Red Cross, uh, the American Red Cross for eight years, and one of the things that people would get really upset about was they would call and they'd be like, well, I want to donate and I want all of my money to go to the victims of the disaster or the fire or whatever the thing was. And I would explain to them like, you know, this is how our, this is how a dollar is broken down, you know, 25% goes to administrative fee to pay our staff people would become enraged at like the idea that we spent 25 cents of every dollar to pay our staff. And this sort of like blew me away because I, I didn't understand why, why do people believe that if you are in service, you should sacrifice yourself, that you should be poor so that you because you're you have a good heart but it's okay for people in on wall street to be like you know taking money hand over fist and living in super fancy houses and like that value system of that being how we decide like who deserves money because because the the people that work in finance are making a lot of money um so this is the same thing that's happening in medicine communities where You'll see people who are like, well, shamans shouldn't be paid. And if you're making money by working with medicine, then you're doing something really like immoral and unethical. And, you know, if you think about how our societies worked before modern time, when Native Americans had their societies, so everybody has a job. There's the hunter gatherers, there's the basket weavers, there's the people that are caring for the children, there's the cook, you know, the chefs and the people that are making the food and the people that are gathering the food and the hunters and the warriors and and the medicine people. The medicine people are not going to go out and hunt the buffalo. They are taking care of the tribe. They're healing and praying and holding ceremony and holding space for people. And their needs are met. They're, they are fed, they're clothed, they're sheltered, they're cared for. Because their value to the community is worth them having all of that and not having to worry about it at all. So, so we have to get over this idea that just because someone is decided has decided to carry medicine to go 
on the spiritual path that they are also giving up their need or ability to receive material abundance. It's okay to want to be comfortable. It's okay to want to take care of yourself and your family. The the shaman family we work with, they got bills to pay. They have to buy cars and take care of their kids and put people in college and like pay their house payment and their pay for the land where their retreat center is like just because they're spiritual doesn't mean they automatically like don't have to follow the rules of the society that we live in. So this idea that we have that shamans and spiritual leaders and coaches and whoever, all of these people that are putting this industry and this work together have to be able to, if to, it has to be a viable path to support yourself. And you know, that's why it's, it's expensive to go to some of these places. And some, some places are expensive. They're sort of on the higher end, you know, like Rhythmia costs, I think, $10,000. Not every place is doing it like that. And the people that go there, they love it. They have such a beautiful time and they are able to spend that. And that place pays their people really well. That's one of the reasons why it costs so much. So all of this to say that you have a choice to decide what your beliefs are and what your agreements are about money and what you think about how your relationship with money is, what you think about other people and their relationship with money and to allow people to have a relationship with it that you don't agree with, to have a relationship with it where they're doing something you might find not in alignment this is the magic of living in this world. A lot of people are going to be doing stuff you don't like. And how can you take your judgment and let it go and let them do what they will and understand that just because someone else is working their money relationship out in a way that doesn't make sense to you or feels unjust or inequitable to you doesn't mean that you have to have an opinion about it that affects your own life and your own relationship with money. What are your beliefs around around service work? Do you believe that artists or nurses or teachers or coaches or shamans or people who work in nonprofits, people who are in service deserve to make money? Would you think that they are bad for making money? These are some things to ask yourself when we're digging into all of these crazy, crazy limiting beliefs and ideas and stories and agreements that we have all made about money and what's okay and what's not okay. And the truth is, it's spiritual. It's safe to have money. Money is a good force in the world. And the more good people that have money, the better it is. I finally realized like money is not love. Money is not a value of your worth as a person, and money is not the problem. The problem is not about the money. The problem has never been about the money. The problem is about the energy around the money and, you know, the energy around judgment and criticizing and complaining and blaming and putting all this negative energy out into the world toward people with money and then expecting that I will be receiving some money. So <clears throat> this is <laughs> something that I've been untangling for a while with plant medicine and something I see a lot in my work with clients and, and not just in my own work with clients, but in my mastermind program, in my friendships, in different spiritual businesses. Like there's so many of us that struggle with the money piece because we just don't have the belief system that we deserve money, that money is a neutral energy tool to give us opportunity in so this this new kind of new understanding of money and abundance and I'm going to talk more about abundance in a minute but this this new understanding of money and value and time and time being more valuable than money and like has started to spread since COVID so you will notice online that they're constantly saying like, well, there's no, people don't want to work anymore. And the, the truth is people don't want to work for bullshit money. People don't want to work for wages that are unfair, which is most of what people are getting paid. People don't want to work themselves to death for pay that isn't equitable. So 
I don't think that Donald Trump or or Zuck Zucker face Facebook guy I can't like Mark 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 Zuckerberg <laughs> or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whoever like are working harder than you money does not come from hard work money is attracted to you by a vibration of abundance of plenty money is attracted by feeling good money attracts money lack attracts lacks that's why you'll see people with money just keep getting more money because as soon as they have the money the money is just like making more of itself and this understanding is so against like what we're taught and what the normal understanding of money is this is a woo-woo understanding of it this is a spiritual understanding of it and it's a a revelation to start to break down some of these ideas around money. So maybe your money stories are not serving you. So I would invite you to ask yourself, what is my relationship with money? What are my feelings about money? What are my, you know, what are my family feelings about? Like, how does your family relate to money? Do you come from a family that has money or you come from a family that doesn't have money? And how did that shape your, you know, your understanding and experience of money? What is your visceral experience of money? Why do you want money? Why do you like money? Why do you not like money? What are the things in your thought patterns and your, um, your habit energy around money? Do you like, are you a miser with it? Are you scarce? Are you like Scrooge McDuck? Like you have a warehouse of money, but you don't want to spend a dollar. That's a different kind of lack. That's that. I feel like that kind of lack is like even more difficult because you have it, but you're so afraid to lose it that you don't spend it. So you don't enjoy it. So what's the point of having it if you're not enjoying it, you know? So, okay. So this is sort of a bunch of different things to think about about money. And the the thing I just said about money is like money is attracted by a vibration of abundance. Okay. So you might be thinking like, okay, well, if money attracts money and it's attracted by abundance and I feel scarce and lack, how am I supposed to get money? How do I get a raise? Or how do I start making more money in my business? Or how do I start, you know, get a different job that pays me more money? Or, you know, how do I take this understanding of money and shift it into an actionable way of actually like changing my life? (laughs) And a lot of, you know, if you're continuing on this, like, trajectory of okay well you have to do x and then x equals y if you do this then the money will come but that's not really how it works it's more like how can you feel good how can you improve the way that you feel how can you look around you right where you are and count your blessings because abundance is not just about money abundance is about everything that is unfolding around you at all times that is a gift. The abundance is in the air you breathe. It's in the water you drink. If you have clean water, you are living an abundant life. If you have a healthy body that functions and moves and looks good and feels good and you like it and you're in it and it works and your organs work and your heart is beating, you have an abundant experience of being a human. If you have a house, a place to live, an apartment, a roof over your head, if you have a bed to sleep in at night, your heart beats all by itself. You don't even have to do anything. These are all all examples of abundance. If you have transportation, we live in a time where you almost everybody has their own car. You can literally go outside and get in a car and go wherever you want. Like, when in history has this been possible? This is something we take for granted. You can get in a plane, you can get in a metal tube, and fly to another part of earth and get out of it and be safe and sound and walk around and do things and eat food and then get back on the plane and come back home. You can fly over the ocean in a, in a metal container that's going hundreds of miles an hour. How abundant is that? We have computers. I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. I have a little computer on my phone. I have two monitors. I have a microphone. I have like electricity. I mean, (laughs) the abundance does not stop. I'm looking out the window. There's birds and and leaves and 
all like nature, the abundance of nature is really where it's at. Like if you want to get deep in with abundance, go outside and go into uh, immerse yourself in in the earth, because the earth is all about abundance. The mama's patch of mama's vibe is like, I am here with gifts. Everything on me is a gift. And it's true, there's some life is exploding all around you in all these natural habitats and all these different ways. And it's really easy when you're struggling and you have been struggling for a long time with whatever, you're struggling with something, to keep in that vibration of like, well, I'm looking around me and I have a shitty apartment or a bad job or I'm not making enough, you know, there's never enough. Like whatever you have is never enough. So the lens that you're viewing your state of affairs, whether it's money or abundance or gratitude or whatever, is like, this doesn't feel good enough. This isn't good enough. This is, I don't have abundance. I don't own land or I don't own my own house or, I mean, I've heard people that have quite a lot who are like, well, I just can't afford to get a second house. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Come on. There's so much to be grateful for. And part of the work with plant medicine is looking at the ways that you are holding yourself back and holding yourself down by being stuck in these old programs that don't serve you. And having negative feelings about money whether it's your money or someone else's money. So you have to do the work inside yourself around your own relationship with money. And then you also have to do the work around your judgment and criticism of other people and their money, because it's all the same thing, really. If, if you have a bad relationship with money in your heart and you are judging people with money, that is reflecting out on everyone else around you. And it's going to block you from really receiving what you deserve and what you know you deserve. And so there's some work you have to do around not only the the idea of money and like what it is and is it valuable to me and you know it it feels in a in America in the west and in this time it, it feels to a lot of people like money is is not something to want, you know, it's like something that is you shouldn't want this because the people who have it are bad. So if you get it, you're bad. You have to break this, this limiting belief. This is just a story that is not true. There are so many amazing people in the world that have money that are using it in good ways because they're good people. It's not the money. It's the people. It's the ways that money is being used that are out of alignment. And when someone is in a relationship with money, if they're, you know, use, I don't know what Jeff Bezos is. I mean, what is it like to have that much? How, how much do you need, really? Like, if, if you're looking at someone and they just have so much and it, it's like, what are they going through that that's still not satisfying them? What are they going through that this, you know, mass collection of money is like still not doing it for them? That's not a fun place to be in. So, you know, you never, you don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know what their story is. Who knows what these billionaires are experiencing. I'm grateful that is not my path in this lifetime. <laughs> okay, so how do your, how does your relationship with money stop you from doing things? Or how does your understanding of abundance, like, stop you from having or doing or being in a way that you want. So how can you shift into an abundant state of being? How can you start to heal these blocks you have around money? And really, the first step is like, stop thinking about the money. If you are desperately being like, I've got to manifest this money. I need to manifest money. I need money. I need money. I need money. I don't have money. I need money. I don't have any money. I need more money. I need more money. I'm not getting paid enough. Blah, 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 blah. This is just constantly like reiterating the fact. This is like a law of attraction 101. If you are in a bad way with, with whatever thing, you're going to just keep attracting more of that. So put it, put, put your focus somewhere else. Start looking around you and appreciating, 
appreciation is a really powerful way to shift your vibration. So instead of feeling like, oh, I didn't make any, I didn't make enough money last month, or, you know, there, inflation is really wrecking my paychecks. And like, I'm not, I'm not keeping as much money as I would like, or there's just not, I'm not getting enough hours at work or whatever thing. Start to look into your bank account and say, wow, look at all these dollars I have in here, even if it's not that many, and tell them thank you. Say thank you for the money that you have. When you have the resources to buy something or do something or use money to receive a service or receive a product or eat food or have a fun experience, thank that money. Thank the universe. Thank the universe and ask for more. Be like, thank you, universe. Can I please have some more? This is what my coach says all the time. When money comes into your life, praise it. Like, Start to recognize that you do have abundance. No matter where you are on your path, you have abundance to be thankful for. And you can look around you and find it all the time. You might have an abundance of health. You might have an abundance of time. You might have an abundance of relationships. You might have an abundance of love. You might have an abundance of happiness. You might have an abundance of pain, but you still have the ability to look at it and say, I recognize that this is difficult and I'm able to change my outlook about it. I had this happen when I was struggling with my chronic pain. I was just like, well, I know I'm not going to get more than I can handle, so I must be really strong. I know I'm never going to be able, I'm not going to get more than I can hold. So this is increasing my ability to hold. This is increasing my ability to, to be an alchemist and transform pain into learning and healing and growth. And when I started talking to myself about it like that, it started to get the pain started to recede. And it was something that was like, so powerful, just my understanding my the connection of my thoughts to reality. And, you know, I think the reason that so many people are drawn to plant medicines is because they give us the felt experience of divinity we are able to access other realms, the realms inside of us that are not always, always there. And, and we see what's under the surface, you can see what's in your subconscious, you can see what is old and ancient and is coming through for you. There's this connection you have to your highest self to your inner being to your to source, that's, that's always there. And it takes practice to stay connected to it. But that, that source, if you think about like God or divine beloved or, you know, spirit, spirit wants you to be happy. Spirit wants you to be well. Spirit is all down for your wellness and your happiness and your growth and your prosperity. That is all that spirit wants for you because it is love and love is beautiful and amazing. And however that manifests that makes you happy is like the point of us being here, right? So that can look like material comfort. And there's nothing wrong with wanting material comfort and security and like to have a home or to have, you know, whatever the things that are important to you. So I would, I would challenge you and invite you to make a list of your values, make a list of your priorities, what matters to you, ask yourself, what matters to you. When I asked myself this, I came up with things like integrity, love, uh, community, um, creativity, joy, um, accountability, and celebration, and honesty, clarity, um, spirituality, you know, these are things that are really important to me. And holistic healing, holistic health, looking at everything as a whole. And one of the things I noticed when I started listing out my values was that money was not listed as a value. And it's funny because I do value money. I think that money is very valuable. I like to have it and I enjoy ex the experience of money in my life. And I realized that the reason it's not on my values list is because I consider money to be more of a tool or an energy um, rather than this tangible thing that 
I put, you know, worth to. Because the money is not the thing, right? Like, think about really what does money do for you? Money gives you freedom. Money gives you opportunity. Money gives you resources. Money gives you options. Money opens doors and allows and creates. And it is, it's the tool that everything that you want in this material world can be possible with. But it's not the thing that's valuable, really. Because what the valuable thing is the experience or the, you know, it's like, okay, why do you want a house? Well, yeah, you like the house. The house, the physical house is, is, you love it. It's valuable to you. But what is the most valuable about a house is that it keeps you safe. It keeps you warm. You have a place to sleep at night. You have a place to gather with your family and friends. You have a place to cook your food and store your clothing and be and hang out in life. It's not that you're like, oh, I really love this screen door on my house. I love these windows. Like, I love the structure of the house. It's, I love this house because this is where my family happens and this is where my life happens and this is where experience, this this holds my experience. So money is a means to an expansive experience. And that's, that is another like kind of way that you can start to shift your thinking about it. We think the path to abundance is material wealth. We think the path to abundance is getting more, accumulating more, raising our standard of living, raising our bank account balance. And those things are nice if they're serving you. You can have all the money in the world and not be in alignment and it will make you miserable. It's not the money. The path to abundance is through gratitude. Imagine if you wake up every day filled with joy and excitement to be alive, filled with thanks thankfulness and the ability to savor and appreciate everything around you would it matter how much money you have would it matter what kind of job you went to every day would it matter what color your shirt is or what brand it is would it matter what kind of car you drive what would you rather have would you rather have the stuff or feel good every day I'll tell you 100%, I would choose feeling good every day. No questions asked. So if you really want to connect with abundance and receive all that life has to offer, I invite you to take money out of the equation completely and offer it all over to spirit. And I've been talking about this for a while. We talked about this in our surrender episode that we did recently, Um, this practice of Surrendering to the highest good is deeply connected to abundance and also to spiritual opulence, which is something I'm going to talk about in a minute. There was a neighbor kid that lived down the street from me when I was a kid, and she and her family were very religious, and she would always, we'd be playing, and she'd be like, this isn't our house, this is God's house. This isn't our yard. This is God's yard. This is God's car. This is everything belonged to God in her mind. And I thought she was kind of a dum-dum. Like, I didn't understand what she was talking about. And it's so funny that memory came up to me because I'm actually doing that same thing. We are about to move across the country in three months, less than three months, January it's now October, late October, and we actually don't know where we're going to live yet. And normally, old me would, in this situation, be flipping out. Like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to live? What, how is it all going to work out? What's going to happen? Um, and now I'm just like, well, I guess it's not time to know yet. I guess the place that is waiting for us isn't ready to be revealed. And it's no worries. So that is the kind of shift that you can make when you trust fully in the abundance of spirit and universe to take care of you. And 
that doesn't mean you don't take right action to, you know, notice the next right thing to do or the next right step. But it does mean that you don't panic and worry and fill your body with, you know, stress hormones and get your nervous system amped up. And the medicine is really beautiful for helping you lean into this faith and trust, especially if you've never had that connection with spirit before. To know that there is something greater than you that is orchestrating everything and that all prosperity comes from that, where we all come from. And it's not really even like a training yourself to be different. It's a reminding yourself who you truly are, that you're always taken care of, that you're always blessed and highly favored, that you're too blessed to be stressed, and that everything is always working out for you. So abundance, money, these are concepts that everybody has a different experience of them and a different, you know, way of thinking about them. And mainly the point of me talking about this today is, is a few reasons. First, to get you thinking about it and how it's related to integration, because we as spiritual leaders have to start shifting our feelings and understanding and thinking about money. And that doesn't mean just the money that you have, but that also means the money that you're spending and how you spend it and what you find valuable, how you express your values is a lot of it has to do with how you spend your money. And if you're looking at like, okay, I want to see a different kind of world. I want to see a world where artists and creatives and healers and facilitators and space holders and that there's all these different spiritual service providers and people who are, you know, raising consciousness and sitting in ceremonies and I want to support that world. Like I want the world where we have community gardens and permaculture is a thing. And like you can go and learn and, and share. And if you want to really start breaking out of the matrix, you have to start thinking about how you are participating in it and how you can detangle yourself from that and start spending your money in ways that is more healing and helpful. So last year I spent $10,000 on a coaching program that lasts for a year. And I literally almost threw up as I was signing up for this because it was so much money. And I was just like, this is insane. I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, why am I spending this? This feels so scary and so stretchy. And I felt just like sick at my stomach, basically, the whole time especially like before the program started between the time that I paid and before the program started, I was like, Oh my God, I can't, I just cannot do this. This is nuts. And I'm so grateful that I spent that money. I'm so proud of myself for spending that money. It has been such an up-leveling experience and an uplifting experience. And it has really helped me understand this concept that came to me today, which is spiritual opulence. And so opulence is, I love this word. It's so delicious. It's like opulence is like wealth, like just lavish, like really over the top juiciness, you know, um, and this is not a word that most of us feel comfortable with. Like opulent is something out of reach. And the thing about spiritual opulence, I was like, okay, so this phrase is coming to me and like, what does this mean? Like, what am I supposed to understand about this? And the thing about spiritual opulence is that it's available to anyone because we are spirit. We are, we are divine beloved. We are opulent beings of huge potential and creative, like we are, as Abraham Hicks says, on the leading edge of thought and experience. So spiritual opulence is leaning into the idea that you can have everything you want materially, yes, but this is a step beyond that. This is not only can you be abundant and money and and have everything that you need, but you doing that is enabling the collective to raise its consciousness. 
and to raise its experience. So as you raise your own vibration and step into your own power and find your your magic and your spirit and share your medicine and you start attracting money and you are taking good care of yourself and you are learning more and downloading more and opening more and more is coming through you and you're able to share more with other people in the world around you, you are raising the vibration of the whole. This is spiritual opulence. Spiritual opulence is not having it just be about, okay, well, I want all this money so I can have a bunch of things. That's not the point. The things don't matter. You can have all the things in the world. If your spirit isn't in line, you'll be sick and it won't feel good and you won't even enjoy it and you'll spend all your money and you'll hate it. And like, that doesn't feel fulfilling. What you want is an aligned spirit, an aligned heart, an open heart, a loving heart, a joyful life where every day you wake up and you are just drowning in the delicious abundance of splendor that is your life, even if nothing particularly amazing is happening. Today I woke up and I got a good night's sleep and I have not been sleeping great the last week or so. John went out of town and I couldn't sleep while I was gone. What do you mean? Come on. I thought, oh, I'm going to have this whole bed to myself. And did I have it to myself? Yes. And did I sleep good? No. And I was upset. But last night, oh, I went to bed at 10. I got up I got up at 6.30 or something. And I was like, I am rested. I feel good. I'm going to meditate. I'm doing my reading. I'm, I'm praying. I'm doing my journaling. I'm like, doing my morning practice. And I just noticed that I feel good. And I've been smiling a lot today and I went on a nature walk and I've been working and like now I'm making this podcast and on the nature walk I received this idea of spiritual opulence and I was like what does it mean I don't know I'm gonna figure it out we're gonna talk it out and what it means is is that is opulence is not this inaccessible thing abundance is not this inaccessible thing money is not inaccessible these are all things that anyone can have anyone can create this Anyone can bring this into the, their lives. And the way that you do it is starting where you are and feeling good and recognizing that it's not just about the money and that the money won't come if you're focused on not having the money. The money only starts to come when you trust that the spirit has your back, the universe has your back, everything is as it should be, you don't have to worry, and everything is coming and you're going to be taken care of because you're doing everything that you can to receive the next right step. To me, that is the definition of opulence. Getting to wake up every morning and have time that's mine to do with as I wish is opulence. That is more valuable to me than living in a mansion or having a fancy car or anything. Being able to wake up and explore my day with leisure and do my morning routine and not have to rush through to do a bunch of stuff. Being self-employed, these are all very opulent ways of being for me. And so spiritual opulence, raising the vibration of the whole by taking care of yourself, leaning into the beauty and deliciousness that you already have in your life, savoring the moments that are given to you every day, looking at the sunset and receiving it as the gift that it is, being in receiving mode, being in a mode of not of output, but of relaxing in the knowledge that everything is working out exactly as it's supposed to, and you don't really even have to do anything. And it's also recognizing to be called to right action and to do the things that do make a difference and that are on your path. And um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work in healing spaces around integration of like doing, 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 and we have a lot of doing in our program too. You got to do stuff, but it's not always about excavation and going into the pain. And yes, some of the, there's a season for that, but then the seasons come where you harvest and we're in the autumn now. Autumn is a time of harvest. It's a time of bounty and celebration and, bringing in everything that, you know, all of the uh, steps that you've taken so far have gotten you to this point. And now is the time to celebrate. Now is the time to 
give yourself the credit for doing the work. Now is the time to be in joy. And there is nothing more healing than joy. There is nothing more healing than happiness and love and fun. This is the piece that is so crucial for healing anything is like finding ways to feel good. And I would really venture that that is the most important part. Because feeling good is what we're here for. We're here to enjoy. We're here to be spiritually opulent. We're here to revel and and money's money's just a tool to help us do that. And abundance is everywhere. So I'm not giving you a ton of action items or anything today. Just a lot to think about, a lot to unpack. Um, there's some really amazing books about money and writing your relationship with money that I really recommend. I'm going to put them in the show notes. One of them is called It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. She is one of my favorite writers that I discovered this year. And I absolutely recommend reading that book over an eight-week period as she recommends. Doing the prayer every day. Doing the prayer every day. Divine Beloved, allow me to give with complete ease and abundance, knowing that you are the unlimited source of all. Let me be an easy, open conduit for your prosperity. Let me trust that all my own needs are met in amazing ways and that it's safe to give freely as my heart guides. And equally, let me feel wildly open to receiving. May I know my own value, beauty, and worthiness without question. Let me allow others the supreme pleasure of giving to me. May I feel worthy to receive in every possible way. Change me into one who can fully love, forgive, and accept myself so that I may carry your light without restriction. Let everything that needs to go, go. Let everything that needs to come, come. I am utterly your own. You are me. I am you. We are one. All is well. And I will leave you with that. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this podcast got you thinking. And yeah, have an amazing day and have... See you next time.